Hello, uh, it's just such a boring intro when you do it this way. Hello, welcome to the Honest War Game Up, specifically the Age of Sigma Stat Center. I'm joined by Mr. Mr. The Owen Jackson. Hello, Owen. Hey, man. How's it going? Great. Great to be back. Uh, great to have you back on the Age of Sigma Stat Center, specifically because today's show is quite exciting. We're going to wrap up Age of Sigma 3.0 with the announcement yesterday of the announcement of when the data slate may be coming. Man. We're but months away from maybe finding out what's in the FAQ. An exciting time, I think. Do you not think? They're like they're the like the ultimate edge lords, aren't they? Like that. <laughs> oh, man, I mean, I'm ready to go right here. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. First it, was, not... first, it was no not November, and then it's no FAQ December. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're all walking uh, around with. Balls the size of, I don't know, the biggest jingle balls ever. Anyway, that's a not family-friendly, is it, Rob? What have I... I've been away for a few weeks. It's all changed. Yeah, you're right. This show, famously family-friendly. Famously, uh, <laughs> famously family-friendly. <laughs> Get all the fucking kids round and we'll sit down and swear about Age of Sigma. Um, <laughs> um, yes, so no FAQ, but um, whispers in the wind, talk of a... Of a, of a document slowly drifting its way towards us through like the different through the realms. Yeah, exactly. Like um, Christmas. Uh, do you know what I do? You know what I say, Rob. Please tell me. Just play what you like, and it doesn't matter. The FAQ doesn't matter. I know, big talk, but um, okay. Yeah, that's what I reckon. All right, good, good. I agree. I absolutely agree. You should do that. That's absolutely fine, uh, and I'm with everyone else on that. Uh, hello, uh, can I just thank Dijon for resubscribing? W Soren for donating a gift subscription. Shout out to him and everyone in Texas. Uh, hello to Iron Gutsman and Darren. Yes, Yindaka, MJ Pegasus. What's going on? So we're obviously live in front of the Twitch Studio audience. Uh, so you guys might want to join us. Like Learn Train players returned and as virulent as resubscribed. So you might want to join us if you've never joined us before because it's the most fun place to be. Really, what we're going to do today on today's show first off see how owen's been that's the most important part and then follow up not as important is we're going to talk about age of sigma 3.0 me and owen are going to go through some of the factions and we're going to talk about what the the metalists were it's quite exciting because the next version of age of sigma is going to be 3.1 um uh, so then it'll be like a new meta. We'll start the stats again from that stats point. There will be a follow-up show where I do this via stats um, uh, from Ziggy and Rob Stats and all the other guys. So that'll be really fun. But this is just going to be me and Owen talking about the list, the units, the feelings. The feelings. This is the feeling show is what it is. Uh, starting with feelings. Owen, I love you. And how are you? How you been? We've missed you. Uh, you finished going to tournaments? Have you? How many have you done in 3.0? Do you know? I genuinely have lost track uh i think it was it settled on about 15 or 16 uh somewhere like there um and yeah it's been a it's been a wild ride um i don't know i've had two weeks off now and i've suddenly come down with like illnesses and like you know uh or the country seems to be crumbling so i think i just need to <laughs> continue going to tournaments don't i rob otherwise the world around me fails and falters i mean my neighbor's got no roof on his house at the moment and you know <laughs> there's all sorts of mad shit happening um so yeah i think i do need to go to tournaments all the time so i did yeah i had my nine in a row that was fucking glorious um i do think i might have burnt myself out a little bit though rob um with nine with like the same list as well okay so you know there's there's 
there's consistency, but then there's also madness. Um, but uh, I, I loved it. Yeah, it's been great. Me and Nagash just traveling around together, having a great time. Hand dusting people off. At this point, it's quite viral to film you hand dusting people off. There's a couple of videos out there, definitely. Yeah. But um, it's a funny one. Like, I do love playing that army, and I've loved going to all the tournaments and, you know, uh, putting some good scores together, etc. Um, but I do think that maybe that Nagash, Nagash is... It's like a, a an, an abomination, an aberration, like a sort of glitch in the system. Uh, he's too good. So uh, I think... I think I might need to come down off that high, you know. It's been quite a high. He is. He is particularly good if you compare him to, like, a Lord of Plagues. Uh, but he is the God of Death, right? He's the God of Death. So you kind of hope he's, like, right up there. Like, you know, just with their nine books. But we'll see. Uh, Marvel Protocol, thanks for donating a gift subscription. A lot of people in the chat want us to stop doing anything to do with AC Marvel and just listen to Owen's top ten jazz infusions. Um, I think I'll skip that because I think you probably have a top 20 and you refuse to move off that we've talked about this before you just you won't do a top 10 yeah. you can't you no. can't fit in 10 can you it's too wide a, 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 a sort of sphere or you know it's there's too much out there trying to consolidate down you know to, to just 10 rob i'm sure you agree um <laughs> i agree and no one likes top 20s on youtube so it just none of it works we'll do a top 100 on another show um <laughs> the, i'm uh, there I'm i want to ask it, a couple mate. of questions over that mm. what is a mammoth amount of games mammoth amount of tournament games do you have a particular standout game a standout tournament uh a standout uh would you say there's a standout moment out of all of that um hmm uh there's been a few a few mad moments which i think it'd be hard to ever replicate um so i might have mentioned them on the show in the past and i don't want it to turn into like owen and the gashes road trip memories or whatever even I though would, oh. it, twitch chat if you don't want that let me know but i obviously <laughs> want that so i know i know dave fraser doesn't want that because he's always bitching about spell portal so uh but most of them come from those kind of crazy interactions but i uh, know two i'll give you two uh I did kill, like, a Justice Series against Mike Wilson with Archeon. I, the, the whole Archeon, killing Archeon and Varangard and then killing the Demon Prince and Varangard in two consecutive turns with just two spells was pretty amazing. Um, and then recently at uh, Cabbage's event in Leicester, um, <clears throat> playing against um, Steve Curtis, Team England, and having... Um, yeah, have basically being in a position to beat his gargants, and it was a it was either go for the baller play, which was a, there was a risk that if I failed, I lost, or just play it safe. And I think because I've played so many games now, um, I just went for the baller play, and it and it came off. And there are a couple of people. Uh, I think Russell might be there. He was watching, and it was just one of those moments where you. You, you, you go all in, Rob. You, 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 you stick all your chips in the middle of the board, or Nagash in this case, and um, you go for a big, a big, big ballsy play in it, and it comes off and feels good. So um, that would be my two. But generally, just bopping around with your pals. Uh, the Team Wales Diners Club, that's uh, something that's come about and been uh, a, a real highlight for me this year. So, like, all the Welsh lads meet up, and we go to, we, one of us books a restaurant, and we all have a lovely time on the Saturday night. 
Oh, fancy, fancy! Yeah. I'm still, I'm still waiting for, I'm still waiting for Pete Brizzo to like get all of his team in the same matching trainers, uh, like, uh, like the same kicks. Like, I think there's, there's a lot of teams forming and, uh, and customs uh, being created, which is really sweet. Okay, well, I'm glad you had a really great time. Uh, it's lovely to have you back on the show. Obviously, I've missed you. Um, it's been lovely. So, uh, should we, should we talk about, should we talk about what? Age of Sigmar 3.0 looked like. This is nice. It's a nice retrospective, like, as a thing. Mm. And some of you might be very aware of this. One of the YouTube commenters yesterday, when I, I took the piss out of a, a Nighthawk going 5.0, and he was like, this isn't helpful for new people. And I'm like, I don't know why new people would listen. But um, as a kind of 3.0 into 3.1, this might be a good video for people to kind of get to um uh the kind of context of like what the game looked like which is why maybe some of the changes that we see in the faq might come out and why some of the changes that maybe we don't see might seem frustrating if they're not addressed as an example so it's kind of like a, a good situation of what competitive play looks like um uh going through uh and we do have the stats again i'm gonna do like a stats version of this on another day uh but we're gonna kind of jump off from the most popular faction and the most successful faction. So the most popular faction was Sons of Behemoth. Um, uh, so this isn't necessarily... This is so far 65 tournaments. So 65 two-day tournaments. Um, so five rounds. Uh, 6,767 matches. There will be more in the future. Um, there'll be another version of this from Ziggy soon. Uh, Sons of Behemoth, the most successful army at a 60% win rate at that point. Um, and the most popular army. So Owen, uh, over to you. Uh, what does what does a mega gargant meta list look like? Uh, um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's a funny one, really. Like, I don't disagree with the, the take that we had from AOS two. You know, thinking about gargants because they did they were a two point army, weren't they? But just it seemed like they were just so perfect. Everything fell in their place uh, for 3.0. Um, and obviously, I think a lot of people painted them during lockdown, didn't they, Rob? So that's why we maybe there's an element of that into why we saw them. You know, lots of room for conversions and customization. But fundamentally, you put them on the table and you have a very good chance of winning three games every time you put them on the table at a five-game tournament, right? Mm -hmm. That was the, the key thing. So I think we started off with three bigs and some littles because people had that as a collection of models but then as the as it got more and more finely tuned it was the four 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 babies wasn't it four well, yes quads. specifically because of the uh, the white dwarf update again if you're new and you might not know uh, some of your factions have had uh, updates in the white dwarf magazine uh a i know what you're saying magazines do they still make them yes they do and uh the white dwarf one uh, got you bosses of the stomp which is a core battalion so you have core battalions inside the core book and then you have uh faction specific core battalions which doesn't really feel like the word core um applies like no truthfully um but you have more core battalions so another core multiple mm. it's like a pc it's multiple yes core. quad core quad core blimey core. a yeah. big twat stood over there and i can't kill him <laughs> core would you look at that it's bosses of the stomp again <laughs> core that kind blimey, of core, governor. Yeah. <laughs> core blimey governor i hit him with all i've got and he didn't budge an inch <laughs> No, not that. <laughs> yeah, that. Um, anyway, yeah, so that, that. I, I assume that that's why uh, we saw uh, them move on to the four bigs, basically. Yes, and and let's 
I mean, I'll be a li- let's be a little bit more analytical. I could just sh- like talk shit all day if you wanted, but basically, it's just you know, t- often take a tribe. Counting as thirty models is excellent because we're in a game where there's less models on the board because the points have gone up. So it's really hard if somebody puts thirty models on on one objective, like my Nagash list, for example. I need to put three quarters of my army on one objective just to outscore let alone try and kill. So you can't really nick objectives off Gargants, can you? You just have to go and engage them, and they've got both the ability to tank well and the ability to have a lot of output. So you saw people moving away from the mixed bag um, and moving on to things like um, Double Gatebreaker, Double War Stomper. That mm-hmm. came out of the Blood Tithe uh, team tournaments, um, and, and was people felt that that was good in the mirror. Um, but generally... A gatebreaker with an amulet of destiny seemed to be, you know, the thing. And that always ended up being the thing that was the hardest to kill, right? You've got 50-odd wounds on the board. Great on the primary, can kill stuff, quick to get on the table. Doesn't bracket. Uh, And also doesn't suffer to two of the other kind of, like, predators in the meta at that point. Specifically, uh, Archeon and the ability to put them in the sword. Um, and then uh, Nagash's inability to put them in the in the hand or yeah. to, to, to deuce them. Uh, so uh, their inability to not be auto slain. And uh, let's not let let ye not forget the outcry and outroar about uh, Gotrek at the beginning of Age of Sigmar three. So 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 terrifying. He was banned at some tournaments, and yet. Uh, as one commenter, I don't want to say who, probably wasn't me, um, said, probably not that big a deal. And he wasn't, it turned out. Not really, no. 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 But a, but a nice counter to, to somebody who wants to stand on the table with their with their big gargants. But we saw, Rob, through the course of the of 3.0, we've seen, like, hobbyists put them on the table. We've seen international team members put them on the table. We saw at the Six Nations, there was a lot of gargant lists, like, they pose... A unique threat or a unique problem in the game um which we've been struggling as gamers to try and solve uh f- since the start of the edition right yes um, yes massively like uh and you know it, it's whether or not that will change that 60 percent win rate i don't see going away unless something changes none of the new books really have like the tools to deal with it um uh necessarily or they don't inherently have the tools to deal with it uh so mm. we'll see whether or not that changes uh in the future so that's mega gargants it was four bigs it was four bigs and a, bun- a, f- a bunch of philip brain lads pushing them into the center and and moaning that they're it took me a lot of work to do this uh listen <laughs> I'm sure it did. Okay, uh, like I, I won't be as mean to you as other people. All right, so uh, just following the stats at the moment, so the the second most popular army was actually Soulblight Gravelords. Soulblight Gravelords, yes. Um, now their win rate though was, and as we've talked about this before, forty nine percent. So they were in that category of um, uh, they're the good guys basically of the game. But that would be because, uh, if I could take a moment on this, uh, there were really two playstyles that we saw uh, come out, and they really focused around kind of three archetypes. Now, there was the, in my opinion, much more competitive version of the list, uh, which included Nagash, and there were two variations on that. It was Nagash, it was the Vengori Lord, and it was Manfred, and some minimal bottom line. The other version of that was Nagash and the Blood Knights, so it's the armor save meta, versus the monster meta. So there's those two variants, often in Castelli. 
And then you had the other version, which is Belladama, uh, Radicar, or Radicar, or Belladama, or both, or one or the other, um, and then Graveguard, and all kind of focusing around Rykross. Now, that wasn't as competitive. That kind of played into the 3 2 4 1 bracket more. You did see it do quite well. But uh, it really was uh, the kind of more cutting edge or or more unique players. We saw Leo, Greg, a bunch of different people play um, in the UK. Uh, we didn't see that play as much over in the States. Again, the States was more the kind of Belladama, Radicar version of the list. Uh, and mm. similarly, uh, also in the US and also in, uh, not sorry, in uh, Australia, sorry, and also in kind of um, the uh, Nordics, uh, whereas Germany and France still they had some people playing the big daddies they had them playing so that version of the list now I know you've got some experience obviously in the gash uh what do you make of the the Soul Black Grave Lords kind of play and play style overall um Nagash does completely skew it um you know you you've really nailed the archetypes there um yeah you it's either Nagash as you say in with with the hero hammer like this ball of death or the Blood Knights, or as I like to call it, the other Soul Blight lists are, these are my models. Um, which I know is a little bit, but unfortunately the the need to, to, to kill a Mega Gargan means that those lists where you've got your blocks of Grave Guard, I know mathematically they can kill a Gargan easily, but it's more about getting there. Um, or, you know, like the, the, those mixed lists like you've described, Vicross with, with, with Belladama, maybe a Vampire Lord on a Zombie Dragon. It's the kind of list that we saw King Solomon run uh, at the Six Nations, Rob, on the T-Sports yep. Network coverage. Yep. And, you know, I, I looked at the numbers after that, and Soulblight, whilst they had something like a 50% win record at Six Nations, the Nagash lists were had like 80 to 85% win rate. And yep. the mixed lists with your direwolves and your grave guard and your heroes and Radicar and maybe a vampire lord on zombie dragon, like they had like twenty to twenty five percent win rate in that top tier field. Yeah. So um, whilst you can put a lot of stuff on the board, zombies, skeletons, some fell bats to go and cap capture early, I don't think it has the pure output needed to compete at the top top level so you tended to find those mixed lists went three twos or you maybe got some four ones early on while people were getting used to the army but the big hero hammer the triple threat your vangalord nagash manfred vangalord nagash um and prince vordry which what what leo was running mm. um <clears throat> they just go in and we've talked a lot about that the burst damage turn they've got the they've got the burst damage to punch you know, the big threats off the board, you know, one shot a more Crusher, one shot a Gargan, plow in and, you know, if you get your activations right, you can punk a load of Wardens or whatever. Um, but yeah, the spell law, the ability to spam Arcane Bolt, um, and then the debuff that you got off that Vangorian Lord, you know, worsening Rend, minus one to Wound, um, you know, it really did make that, that, that hero hammer ball of death really, really effective because you just go around punching stuff and then the little blocks of zombies come in and hold the objective that you've cleared and you just work your way through, baby. Yeah, uh, the interesting point. Uh, Nick J. Fowler, thanks for resubscribing. Interesting point is, um, having looked through uh, every Age of Sigmar 3 5041 bracket in that's happened i've done that i've done the, the i do it every morning as you know every monday morning i go through that process um it's amazing that the, the triple threat was so rarely taken i would talk about it always on the show i'd be like this is the best version of mm. sort of like grave lords and everyone's like nah 
what if I take some direwolves, Rob, and a corpse car? And I'd be like, I mean, go crazy, but like, you're not going to do it. And then they're like, oh, screw you. Um, obviously, uh, we'll ignore anyone taking Big Fort Drog Kicker because a uh, legend. Um, but it, it's interesting to see that the kind of like the because again, second most popular army, I mean. Yeah, mm. so people wanted to take it right. Similar to also Sons of Behemoth, but I do feel that there were a bunch of uh, players who wanted to win and they saw its its ability to win. But with um, uh, with uh, sorry with Soulblight Gravelords, that path to victory was a little bit more complicated. And the version that was most successful, in my opinion, had a higher skill cap. That was that's my opinion. Uh, like mm. it was a it was a pretty high skill cap. I know it's only three bigs. But it was three pigs that had to kind of play in a very particular way. They couldn't just necessarily throw all their power in early. Um, and uh, versus uh, a bunch of people just taking like loads of lockdown armies and they were like, screw you, I'm doing this. I'm going three, two, four, one. I'm having a ball. And it looked like they were having a great time. Like, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you have to also consider the fact that maybe a decent amount of those mixed armies, they were ready to go. They were legions of the Gash armies. Yeah. So maybe they chucked in Radikar or, or or Belladama, or maybe got themselves a, a, a new box of you know one of the new like the Blood Knight sculpts. But I'd imagine a lot of people had those armies ready to go to a degree. So they were. It's always great when your army gets a new book and you're like, I'll just buy a couple of bits and I'll put it on the table. Yeah. So you know there were a lot of people playing those mix lists that perhaps were just you know wanting to play their collection again after legions and the Gash having no play. For much of 2.0 so but yeah the the the, the murder ball um people version. have yeah the murder ball version yeah it's it, it it can deal with the big threats basically nagash is an absolute oh unit he's just he skews everything he goes into it's really hard to talk about. It's not a soul blight grave lords list. It's a Nagash list. My what? list isn't an Ossiart bone reapers list. It's a Nagash list. He completely skews everything unfortunately yeah it's um, a war it's a war scroll that picks up the abilities it wants very much like archeon when we come to talk about archeon in saves of darkness and zeech in a minute it's a war scroll that just picks up the bonuses it wants into the matter it wants um mm -hmm. and uh it's pro like and i'm trying not to put an opinion in just present the information but you're right absolutely uh okay uh so that's all black grave lords i think we've we've done them a fair shout um i think actually interestingly seeing the nagash version go away isn't bad i think they're sat at 50 percent win rate which is good um i think uh, those blood knight lists because uh, we also haven't talked about the blood knight spam list as well which is also in there as well like i know nagash obviously helps that significantly mm. but they're pretty good uh they're in a good spot really as a as a war scroll um uh, and again like the the other version the models we have version it's a pretty brilliant list uh all, all told in my opinion uh so yeah okay uh so in the third place so third most take uh, mo third most popular army uh owen you're not going to be happy about this talking about it uh third most popular army with with a 55 percent win rate is Seraphon, the Dragon Men. Uh, do you want to talk to me about... Uh, well, the dinos, sorry. They're definitely dinosaurs. You made it sound like you do want to talk to me about where the dinosaur touched you, Owen, because <laughs> <laughs> it did have that vibe to it. Uh, all over, everywhere. Um, yeah, still amazing. Uh, never, never went away. I mean, how good is that book that it can flex away from what was the most popular build of aos 2 which was fangs of sotek and just move straight into you know very competitive thunder lizard lists draco tail lists 
Didn't somebody do well with Colt's Claw last week? Colt's Claw, yeah. You Thunder Lizard. Thunder Lizard. We've talked about this uh, a lot on the show recently because the riders, the rise of Thunder Lizard, I would say over the past two months, have been pretty significant. Obviously, in the UK, we've had like quite a few events won by Thunder Lizard, um, but they've been popular actually all around the world, US, Australia, uh, and again, uh, lots in Europe uh, has been pretty interesting. Lots and lots of Thunder Lizard lists. I think it's the ability to put on the tabletop pretty quick. Production meta is pretty low. Uh, triple Steg um, uh, as battle line if they end up going that way. Uh, but it's always. But do you know what's interesting? It, we'll talk about we'll talk about the archetypes in a second. But whichever archetype, there's always a Basilodon in there now. Doesn't matter where. Thunder Lizard, Draco's tail, even Fangs. There's always that Basti is just sat in there, just being like, I'm brilliant. I'm in the list. Uh, yeah. which I think is good. Uh, he's, talk- a, Go he's, a ba- he's a battle tactic um, generator, isn't he? He can just, you know, anything that can shoot and then shoot twice, um, you know, and is a monster is going to get you all those little marginal gains through the course of a tournament, all those extra little, oh, I did it with a monster, did it with a monster. Um, but yeah, as Gutsman said very succinctly in the chat, Seraphon still broke in it. And um, yes, it definitely is still pretty damn broke i mean i don't want to use that term it's very good they have a uh, you know a, a swath of options don't they um and i think finally rob you've talked about it this week a little bit um the coalesced minus one damage is coming in clutch right now with the new books that have come in that's like, what i mean sorry when i'm at said thunder lizard sorry coalesced we've seen a lot mm-hmm. of coalesced over the past few months and it's the minus one damage that's huge yeah yeah fulminators long strikes I mean, all those war chanters, they're like getting the beats going at the back of the board. And then the dinosaurs are just like, whatever, mate, you know, your, your key buff piece, the thing that makes your whole army really push the damage through. I mean, pigs are not, gore grunters without violent fury are very different to gore grunters with violent fury, right? You basically half the output of your opponent's army by being able to, to, to minus one that damage. Um, and then just so many things still just happen, don't they, Rob? Yeah. Um, you know, in a, in a world of, you know, where you need things to efficiently happen to, to get your battle tactic, um, you know, there's still, obviously not in Thunder Lizard, but in the um, Starborn variants, you know, in Dracothian's Tale, free teleport, excellent summoning, magical dominance, um, you know, movement, board control, output, and we haven't even mentioned that word, Rob, that brings with starts with S and ends in Durs. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about the three archetypes probably that exist, right? Where well, you have uh, Draco's Tail Salamander Spam, uh, and there's there's your S word. So you have your Draco's Tail Salamander Spam. You have your uh, coalesced but Thunder Lizard subfaction. Sorry, your Thunder Lizard subfaction uh, with a lot of battle line stegs, engine the gods making a lot of play in there as well. Um, but I will say. Lots of salamanders in there as well. Sometimes three, sometimes five, but it varies. But they're in there as well. And I want to talk about this in a little moment because uh, it might make people mad. But I'm going to say it anyway. Um, uh, and then, uh, and then some clutch versions of Fangs of Sotek still being out there in the wi- wild in the world and doing really well. Uh, so those three archetypes, but all of them feature the Basilodon, but they definitely all feature the salamander and i want to really point this out i talk about this with the zinch book as well the zinch book feels like it's got lots of options but it actually really doesn't lots of their war scrolls are really really trash the internal balance is pretty terrible um like when we get to lumineth and we talk about taking sentinels away from them they've got an amazing book you've got sasha ballistas they're pretty good yeah 
like suck it up like i don't know if you know how good wind charges are compared to other units but other other armies would bite their hands off for wind charges wardens are brilliant like even situational blade lords are great like it's a book that can really pivot actually the age of sigma uh, sorry the seraphon book has never really pivoted in my opinion like the only thing that's massively changed is the huge swath away from skink spam which still mm -hmm. included salamanders yeah because they had skinks and salamanders but now it's just salamanders in your favorite um uh sub faction and i do wonder what happens to that book when that gets when they get added more points on or their war score changes or whatever the situation might be in faq or if nothing happens because actually that's really the thing that's lifted them up uh draco's tail it's salamanders the lizard you minus one minus one damage but well, Jake. Uh, sorry, but you're still using salamanders. You're still mm. you still have you don't have loads of output in the book, and as soon as they take that output away, I'm really interested to see what happens to the book. I think it's I think it do, it doesn't. I don't think it's shifted. I don't think it's one of those books. Like the narrative is that it's really adaptable. I don't think that's the case because lots of their units aren't usable now. You can't go to Rippers. You can't go to Croxagor. You can't go to Saurus Warriors. You can't go to uh, Pterodons. Uh, you definitely can't go to fucking Razordons. They suck ass. Like, not that that's a bad thing. Some of you love that, and that's fine. Um, I just don't know if it necessarily is actually a very wide book, if that makes sense. Um... I don't know. I mean, talking about the ability to pivot, you know, uh, if you think about it, all of us have our armies and, and 3.0, the sands have shifted beneath our feet and we've had to try and figure out how we now work in this new edition. But if you think about it, the, the sands have shifted and to the... To, to the um, to the Seraphon book, what, what, what we've got is we've got Unleash Hell. So we've got fantastic range of shooting units which now can Unleash Hell. We've got the ability to get one drop. So you talk about that Draco tail. Everyone's just getting those lists are designed to go one or two drop, hopefully have choice of who goes first, give away the first turn, drop down your sallies, play for the double, win. Like I've seen games, lots of games with that Dracothian's tail list finished within 45 minutes. So, you know, the, the addition shifting is to give them like good access to battle regiment, unleash hell, um, you know, uh, being able to redeploy. Like, I think that these new things in the game have made Seraphon even better. Um, and the fact that they don't have, like, a big hero monster that they're buffing up, like a Nagash or a Moor Crusher, who's who's going out there and, like, burst damage, like, blowing something off the table. Like, you don't have that really in Seraphon, but it's more like all of these layers build up within Seraphon. So Realm Shaper Engine, Comet's Call the shooting, like, they still have, um, even Curse, like, Curse into those uh, into those Seraphon lists is amazing. So um, I think it's a super wide book, and they've had loads of options, and I think the addition changes kind of suited them. Um, yeah, especially with battle tactics being done by monsters. They've got a great selection of monsters. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. If they don't do something about those stags... You're going to see so much of them next year. I actually got a really interesting little uh, thing that's just coming from Ziggy. It's just the most recent stats. So I'm just trying to uh, just quickly grab them for you. Uh, Seraphon win rate, actually, uh, like I said, that pivot um, over the last uh, uh, X amount of time um, uh, has gone up uh, from September where we were at 51%. Uh, we're now uh, October, 57%. November, 60%. December, 63%. 
So those Seraphon lists, yep. Those, those Seraphon players and those Seraphon lists really starting to understand that that minus one damage in uh, in coalesced armies is worth more than anything else. Uh, mm. Because you neuter, especially into an Iron Jaws meta, if it's an Iron Jaws meta in of itself. Uh, so uh, a pretty exciting time for Seraphon, because I think other than Salamanders, they've kept their head below the radar. I don't know, what do you think? I mean... They they put they have been putting some really good results together recently, and they've never really gone away. But I think the the issue with the book, or looking forward to three point one, is uh, if you do add points to salamanders, maybe bastilodons, maybe the slan. Um, I think they're still in a good place to soak up those changes um, and still put very competitive armies on the table. Um, so I think that. All players moving forward, looking to the new edition, need to figure out how they can deal with these kind of armies um, or deal with Seraphon because they're not going anywhere, Rob. I, ca I can't see points or major structural changes to how the game works changing them because it's just a fundamentally excellent book with, a, with, a, with more options than most some books have got combined. Like it's um, And there's a lot of stuff that just happens, Rob, isn't there? There's a lot of stuff that just happens. Yeah, buffs, uh, being, buffs being guaranteed is pretty good. Uh, but I do like that the book has shifted. I like that players have understood the new meta, like you've said, and maybe there have been some big bonuses to it, uh, but Seraphon stonk's gone up, especially in relation. We talk about this a lot, like the meta will adapt is a bit of a meme uh, joke in some situations when something's broken. But but it, it will, in the kind of underlying way, adapt. People will understand. And knowing that damage 2 is going to be every everywhere um and knowing you can just reduce that down by one finally like this absolutely amazing battle trait has come to the fore for this army uh, and maybe the stonks on seraphon just going through the roof just going through the roof uh which mm -hmm. is pretty exciting okay all right uh let's go next um uh, and I'm just looking at these uh, win rates now, and it's pretty bonkers uh okay so uh meta participation uh, next most popular faction now is Stormcast Eternals. Stormcast wow. Eternals. Um, and that's now. That's as of 78 tournaments with 7,773 games. So Stormcast Eternals. Would you say that there's a meta list yet for Stormcast? Books too new? Got any thoughts? I mean, I don't think there is the list, but there are its, you know, the, the component parts of um fulminators dracothian guard fulminators hurricane long strike crossbows um and a relictor and some of those van vandy boys what are they called van van doctors vin, uh, Doc yeah, vin diesels vin diesels <laughs> a few vin diesels uh, in the front line um i i think the translocation clarification was necessary because i think having that delivery method for um for fulminators i know there's been a lot we've talked about fulminate or you've talked about fulminators a lot over the last 10 days right yeah they're um pretty insane um so yeah i, I don't think we've settled people are going hammers it seems like that six up um bastion Carthalis seems really good in hammers um and then uh the little lad what's his name uh the guy who smashes down on the ground and gives everyone a Bastion five up. Bastion or... Not Bastion. I'm uh, thinking of... Um, Lord Imperitant? 
No, the named guy who's got the, the smashy fist and he does like a five-up oh, board in a big bump. Gardas. Yeah, Gardas. Yeah. So Hallowed Knights Gardas, which is more of a grind cast, I think I've heard it called, mm. where you're not using the Holy Order to um, shoot in the hero phase. You're using it to pop a unit of um, Vin Diesel's back up or anywhere on the board. Um, yeah, so that multiple small units of five perhaps with some long strikes to punch and then some some uh perhaps there's no perhaps. way there's no way there's no perhaps way. perhaps perhaps <laughs> <laughs> oh oh look at that just the six just okay. the six when just do i take my key piece off the table just let me know when i need to take my key piece off the table just, just, just is it now just oh are you rolling dice because Okay, 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 there we go, he's gone, he's gone. It's, I, it's yeah, anyway, so yeah, six long strikes, for some formulators, maybe some dragons. We've seen dragons very recently this weekend do well, although co-host James on tonight's show will be talking his experience at a two-day weekend this week, weekend with a bunch of dragons. Uh, he said, he messaged me saying, oh, Rob, these are fucking boring, I hate it. And I was like, sorry, dude. I, like, I said they were good, not, not, not fun. Um, uh, did he say that his games were dragging on a bit? <laughs> he did. He did. He was. He had a real fiery breath about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he was spitting fire. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I think we're going to see Stormcast do uh, do well. Um, mm -hmm. I think we're going to see them do very well, especially uh, a bunch of long strikes. They do suffer a bit from board control, but maybe the meta list hasn't been established yet. But the meta units, at least uh have right in some ways uh those long strikes formulators uh that um uh, the priest that does the translocate whatever his name lord lord whatever um oh in side note this is we'll, like we'll okay. include it in the youtube video because i'm not going to edit it out as you youtube thugs know but did you see the fucking just while we're on stormcast did you see that they gave Glockin a commander Billy? And then you've got like 60 fucking Stormcast characters. Like, why am I here? Like, what's my purpose? Like, they're not big enough to get the commander ability. You need more girth. <laughs> you've got to be chonkier. You've like... got to be chonkier. <laughs> I, I think actually on a serious note, Rob, I think the move away from it is to give the player more agency. Because, you know, like it makes you feel like you're the general. You're giving out the command abilities. And I think that's why they've taken them off War Scrolls so that you don't lose a model and then you, don't, you can't do this thing anymore. Um, mm. But that sounds like being a bit too serious there. I think... But fundamentally then, but then, but then 700 just... points the row rob if you didn't have a command ability like what am but, i getting for my 700 points but then but then if we go back a little minute yeah but you was just taking the shoot twice with the stormcast so like where's your agency like you're made to like i think if you don't take the the holy volley or whatever it's called i think honestly one of the rules rights comes around your house and hits you in the face like i don't know if that's definitely true that might be like, I might have to do this. But, like, anyway, it doesn't matter. It's not important. It's not important. It's really important, Rob. It's very important. I'm glad you brought it up. I think that we need... Uh, should we do a poll? Can someone do a poll? Yeah, do, should, should characters have command abilities on their war scrolls? Yes. Please discuss. Yeah. I, yeah. None of my mods know how to actually do a poll. They always just run predictions instead, which is completely insane, but it's fine. Uh, right. Anyway, like, so Stormcast. Stormcast. With 60 <laughs> units you'll never see uh, and three units you'll see all the time. Uh, four. And all five. the new stuff's good. Shock horror. <laughs> predictions are good, it. though. Uh, predictions are good. Uh, right. Okay. That's because only streamers can start polls. Fuck. Okay. 
Okay, and all the mods now having a go at me. <laughs> right, okay. Next up uh, in popularity um, is Iron Jaws. Um, now, this is this is literally as of this weekend. So Iron Jaws this weekend um, uh, now make up... Uh, yes, they make up 6.3% of the meta, Owen. Um, and their win rate for Iron Jaws is... Da, 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 is very interestingly... Fuck is it? Oh, this is just Iron Jaws, by the way. Fifty percent, a fifty percent win rate. If anyone's interested, uh, Cruel Boys have a forty-five percent win rate, and Bone Splitters have a thirty-two percent win rate. Uh, yeah, I know it's mean. I'm just talking about. So I sometimes I'm like, oh, you know, when the Iron Jaws are released, and then people are like, Robert's Rook Walkland's book. I'm like, is it? Is it? Was it? Because uh, anyway, um, the Iron Jaws. I mean, mm. uh, what uh, meta list do you think that we have seen, or is this still new? Um, I mean, it's not a hugely deep range of models for the Iron Jaws, is there? I think it's somebody said once, like eight units or something. Um, so, but it's pretty perfectly formed, isn't it? They've dropped it into a game where there's not too many models on the board. There's not many screens. And then you've got the ability to insert your, um, you know, monster death machine just straight into something juicy. So yeah, the ability to mega boss a more crusher with fast done, you know, just changes the shape of the game massively. I think, I don't know how you feel about that, Rob, but something that goes 36 inches and then 3d, then two, well, can 3d six or normally 2d six charge. Um, pretty, pretty scary. Right. Um, but yeah, and, and it all just does its thing. War chat, it must be great fun. It looks a lot of fun to play. Oh, look at that. We've got a poll. Cheers, yeah. chat. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to just automatically put plus one damage onto some key stuff. Everything's going to move. Uh, you know, three units can move for one command point. If anyone's getting any knocking, by the way, my neighbours decided to take their roof off in the middle of winter. I mean, don't forget we did an entire stream where you did it from a poolside. Yeah? Don't stress. Like, that was... Okay. That was fucking delicious. Yeah. I know. I, I really wanted to jump in the pool, but then the people that were renting my brother's Airbnb turned up. If anybody watches that video at the end, a, a couple of slightly rotund Portuguese people turn up and start <laughs> throwing inflatables in. And I have to be like, oh, I've got to go. Um, anyway, anyway, side note. So, yeah, Iron Jaws. Um, I think they're giving quite a few people some feels bads because they're dropping on the table with all this amazing output and amazing movement. And then people haven't got screens and they just get, you know, you can get half your army taken off or maybe most of your army taken off on the first turn, which, you know, I know people need to learn to screen better, but they, they, they can punish bad play really easily. I think Iron Jaws and then I haven't played them enough because I tend to just hand a dust off the general on the first turn and then their <laughs> game falls apart. <laughs> it's the truth, man. I'm sorry, but yeah, I know that's a bit of a flex, but um, yeah. So I haven't really seen the true power in the tech, but, but blood tooths looks amazing, right? The ability to do the charges and um, there seems to be a lot of play there, but um, it's, it's fast and it's punchy. Um, I think I think currently archetypes are lots of pigs and a more crusher, obviously. Uh, although uh, pretty much everything's seeing play, um, but yeah, uh, a more crusher, maybe two, lots of pigs 
off you go. Uh, the output actually is quite interesting uh, if you compare it to some other units, uh, which we did on a show earlier in the week, if you guys want to go and check it out. Uh, but yeah, still fairly new uh, from the Uruk Warclans book as a whole. Uh, but mm. as an archetype, uh, if you're running Cruel Boys, you're going to be playing um, a bunch of big yellow shooters, uh, Bolt Boys, um, although uh, the Sludge Raker does uh, slap a, a bit. Um, and then if you're running Iron Jaws, you're going to run lots of pigs and you're going to run some more crushers because why wouldn't you, uh, basically? Uh, but still not, still not smashing it all got, the time. Yeah. I've got one more thing to add. Sorry, Rob. I yeah. think um, Cruel Boys, uh, a good list played well, uh, has a lot of game in this meta. I really think that. If it's played well, um, and it is a hard little... It's a castle army, isn't it, Rob? It's a castle army and you're like, come and fight me and I'm going to shoot all your key stuff off with amazing mortal wound output and then when things are a bit looser they can push out with you know the sludge raker can go and wallop some stuff um i really having seen it play um played in the team tournament um and our cruel boys player uh first ever tournament he's a good player but yeah. he went 20-0 three times he beat obiana gash he beat an Ideneth list and he also beat maybe i want to say an archeon list that's yeah. right so, you know, some big threats in the game at the moment, and I think played well, uh, Cruel Boys is proper filth. Um, yeah, I'm sure that there's some Cruel Boys players in the in the chat who can maybe add to that or contradict that, but um, I, I really think it's got play at the moment because they can deal with what's the big threats, you know. Yes, um, but then they get shot off by the Sentinels, right? Yeah, but I hate that. Sentinels just getting a bin <laughs> agreed we'll, we'll come on to those right now in a moment actually uh <laughs> thank you to cup for resubscribing and ross is a first time chat what's going on first time listening to live on a monday as i'm off for holidays yes usually a youtube thug so go easy on me welcome ross will be nice to you i promise uh welcome to the gang uh it's nice hanging out uh, sentinels 400 points for 10 i'm in uh okay so yeah so that's iron jaws um now next just as you said owen um, uh, with a win rate of 57%, Lumineth Realm Lords as an archetype. Uh, their meta representation has also been pretty high. Uh, they're at 6.2% of the meta uh, over Age of Sigmar 3. So what do you think? Um, I think that it, we fell to, into two camps, really, didn't we? We had the, the, the Teclian build, yep. um, which there seemed to be a lot of Messing around on this, Zytrek and stuff, but I do think Sire with the goading arrogance was the, the build, personally. Yep. Teclis, either a Cathalar, a Wind Mage, or a, a Lord Regent, and then a combination of, of Wardens and Sentinels, and always uh, a Life Swarm. Life Swarm into those lists, um, absolutely, incredibly powerful. And then, um, and then Triple Foxes, you know, played. Uh, we saw uh, some really good coverage t-sports network Rob, um jack armstrong playing it um and jp stevens loads of players playing it but in the hands of a good player i think that triple foxes list is really really difficult to play against but i do uh disagree with you rob uh, it's a tricky one because i think if they do nerf sentinels i don't think the book is deep enough to to, to make it super competitive i really don't like i ballistas are good don't get me wrong i, I agree with you um but for raw output, 
they do i hate to say it but they do need the sentinels it's it's um i don't i, it's I don't think they I, I and if they need the sentinels their book is terrible um like just as a book like that wardens are great like absolutely great other units other armies would kill for wardens Techless still does loads of stuff which is good um like they've got so many like the law seeker combo like they have like other people don't even have the tech to do law seeking like the law what law seeker can do yeah, it's just mm -hmm. quite often what you'll see is people take 30 Sentinels and then they'll be like, I'll try and make the Law Seeker thing work. But you could build around a Law Seeker and build lists that pivot much heavily around other units inside of the book. I think, like, uh, and obviously, fair to your opinion, um, uh, but I think, like, I think it's just bemoaning. I think it's just some, like, it's people just being like, I don't want to have to try. Like, you're talking about, like, what the Cruel Boys can do. You're like, okay, I reckon there's a really good Cruel Boys list that can really do some stuff, yeah? And then you're telling me you take Sentinels away, you can't play a Warden's list. You can't play some... Right. No. Okay. Like, no. I, okay. I see your point. I agree with you. Maybe it's a bit like, you know, you go to the same cafe every day, and like that chicken parmigiano they do is just like the absolute tits, and you never try anything else because every day is chicken parmigiano <laughs> day because it's just so delicious the way that they cook it, the breadcrumbs on the little bit of you know chicken or whatever. Like you're just so used to it, you just can't can't move away. Whereas maybe if they ran out of parmigiano and you tried something else you might find that it was maybe not quite as delicious but equally tasty so you're right maybe lumineth players are going to sentinels um they have to play quite a different style though right because i think that you take the sentinels out and you do really cut the output like sentinels with power of hish and lambent light are an auto i'm going to take this out i'm going to take that out I don't know if you can guarantee battle tactics as easily, in the killing battle tactics as easily with other units in that book. But maybe it's just that we haven't seen it, right? Yeah, like I think it's that. I think it's because the obvious choice stares you in the face so heavily. Like you've not like that. No one's ever had to play. Like I like when I'm reading the list and it's always thirty sentinels. Yeah, and then you turn around to a Lumina player and they're like, "Oh, what will I do without them?" I'm like, "No, read your fucking book for once." Like, have you read it? Like <laughs> to know, man, it's really fucking complicated though. I'd probably go, Mortal Wounds on five zero all hits. Done. Done. Let's go. <laughs> like, read your rules. Do you know what the law seeker can do? Fuck off, Rob. I'm not reading that. That's like another page away. I can't be asked. Like, anyway, that's that's mine. Uh, like wind spirits uh, being changed is great for the game if that does happen, right? Um uh but the wind spirits uh, in of again, they do have a ton of shooting at range and they've got like like fuck like Golds like Goldsborough's list with his uh he, with his um wind charges hasn't changed. Do you know how much output that is? It's bonkers. Like you've got like it doesn't matter. Like I'm I I, you, I completely respect and love you and I listen to your opinion all day, but I think anyone that says that they that their book isn't like I'm not saying it's not like sixty percent win rate. Maybe it drops to the oh so terrible fifty percent win rate, but who cares? Like you'll actually have a more enjoyable game, right? I think uh, long uh, sentinels aren't that bad. Well, there's a hell Shut of up. There, there, there's a hell of a lot in that book that doesn't really get talked about. That's like you know all the bravery debuffing and the control, total eclipse, voice of the mountain. You know, maybe. Lumineth need players to consider that they now have a control army, not an output right, army. A good example would be, thank you very much, uh, uh, think before you skink, love you, hope you're doing well, let me know about your Mexico trip and if you're going. Um, uh, look at Archie, look at Archie at Six Nations. Archie loses his Sentinels, 
Yeah, so you watch that back on the T Sports Networks. This is Six Nations, so like all these uh, pro players loses his 30 centinels to the opponent's 30 centinels in the mirror match. Then Teclis goes out there and slap. Did you know, tech, like Lumineth players, that Teclis doesn't just have to stand behind some wardens near 30 centinels? He can move. He's got a pretty good movement characteristic. It's fucking wild. You've got some wild shit happening. People are like talking about, like, oh, like, it's really good that Blobe, who's 300 points, can walk his eight inches into the middle of the fucking board and do some minus one hits and one mortal wound i'm like imagine that but you're a better caster you can move 14 inches yeah you've got an automatic heal spell and you can aoe mortal wounds like a fucking god yeah it just i'm out my, i'm out my mind i'm out my mind all right okay. but i love you and it's great yeah and yeah and he moves and he moves 28 inches when he automatically casts that spell on himself <laughs> like, as well right just, just you know. damn mind saying that like uh, <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> I'm just I'm just triggered by people that think like, oh no, what will I do in the book? Anyway, anyway, because the problem is just to wrap it up. The Sentinels issue has got worse and worse and worse because now people are taking fifty, yeah. right? And, and you know, with no shame, it just doesn't seem like a game at that point, right? I think the reason why there's salt, not salt, but the reason why people don't like playing it is because I don't know, there doesn't seem to be much play there. You just roll dice at your opponent and then they take your stuff off. It's like what you're learning about the game at that stage. Whereas maybe that's a challenge. I want to see some Lumineth players take no Sentinels and, well, Math Mallow. There we go. Math Mallow Went took four that, one. That, that stone. Went for one. Yeah. That's my point. There's already <laughs> people doing it. It's fine. It's a good book. They're out of their damn minds. Everyone is like, what will I do without Sentinels? Just read. Get education do anything like ah <laughs> uh, anyway anyway like i can't handle that i saw it on twitter this morning i wanted to lose my whole shit i put a nice tweet and i wrote merry christmas afterwards but i wanted to say is i think you should be banned from twitter that's what i wanted to say to them but i didn't know in so um anyway let's move on from these guys and let's move on to daughters of cain daughters of cain what was their archetype in uh in age of sigma 3.0 um well we kind of just take that whole lumineth conversation and we sort of semi-apply it to to daughters in a way right because you know uh whilst they haven't been winning many tournaments they are a solid 4-1 pick all the time because it was marathi <laughs> and the bow snake my favorite music i'm just gonna dance hey, to it we need to get we should definitely get some t-shirts made up <laughs> jesus come on Jesus, come on, we need it. Murphy and the Bow Snakes is the best. Yeah. Um, there's been a lot of talk about that. Uh, just as a hot hot take from me, Rob, I think that they should... They, it's very hard for them to remove stuff from War Scrolls. Well, no, it's not that hard. It's just control, delete. But, you know, let's just say that it's hard because it's hard. Um, but if they made that command ability... Who have you been only, talking to? I mean, the thing is, you don't understand. It's really quite hard. It's like, you could just get some fucking... What's that stuff you used in uh, school Tipex? The white stuff? Yeah. Okay. Imagine, just, just send out a pot of it to every Games Workshop store. You can go in, bring your battle tome, mm -hmm. and they'll tip out, tip X out your rule. Yeah, Four. yeah, and you get a free collectible coin at the same time. <laughs> and everyone will go in there and they'll buy some more stuff at the same time. It's a win-win, Rob. No, hold on, stickers. Uh, get some just stickers, yeah. special stickers, and you just stick it over the yeah. top like that. Yeah, it's an try playing. Try. Take off the, 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 you know, the easy mode, lads. That's what the sticker says, and it just covers over the command ability. Yeah. Try playing the game properly. There you go. Boof. Just stick it on and rub it down. 
Um, no. So I don't know what it's called, Rob, but yeah, that commandability allowing the uh, the blood stalkers, the bow snakes, uh, to shoot in the hero phase and then shoot again. Um, 15 of them doing 30 shots with mortal wounds on sixes uh, is really, really good and really good at taking out the synergy. You've then got a relatively unkillable beast to bop around the board in Marathi, who's a monster who can get battle tactics. And then, you know, a reasonable amount of chaff, some drop-down harpies, shadow stonkers, like... Like, it doesn't matter, right? Like, that's the point. Like, we just read it and we go, it's the 15 bow snakes, it's Marathi, which is a thousand points. It's 50% of your army. And then whatever else you've put in there, it's like, it doesn't matter. Like, in lots of different ways. Um, The other version archetype that we've seen is more bow snakes and no Marathi. Uh, so we've seen that run uh, by a couple of people. Oh yeah, both both snakes and the bow snakes. Yeah, both snakes, both snakes and the bow snakes, uh, which is the 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 when the lead singer leaves. Yeah, it's Spice Girls without Ginger Spice. Pete Pratt in the chat there. Take off easy mode. Says the man with portals and the gash. Haven't got to me yet. You can get to me in a bit. <laughs> then we'll then we'll take say how easy my arm is. Um, I think it's just weird. Imagine how confused all of these Knight worshippers are, you know, after Age of Sigmar 2, where they're effectively getting ramped up and drinking the blood of their enemies and then going in furious combat. And now it's just a load of elegant snake ladies at the back of the board shooting bows. It's been a, a sea change, hasn't it, in the uh, Daughters of Cain, um, you know, the army composition. Um, I, I do really feel for those witch elves. Oh. They're rabid. They're absolutely fit for the fight, and they they, they can't get While there. While we're on it, Owen, can I just get li- one minute? I've got to go and do something. You do this. Oh, my oh, God. OCR Bone Reapers, okay. go. <laughs> we don't have to talk about OCR Bone Reapers. This is it. This is the start of the uh, the mutiny. What should we do, everyone? Should we do something completely different? Should we talk about 40K? Uh, I don't know anything about that. <clears throat> No, we can talk about OBR. No, we're going to talk about Daughters of Cain. We're going to continue talking about Daughters of Cain. Anyone in the chat, um, what do they feel Daughters needs to change? Talk about Marvel Crisis Protocol. I'm not talking about Marvel Crisis Protocol. I could leave as well, and then Rob will think that, like, I've just fucked the stream. Favorite sandwiches. Oof. I do have to say, T-Man Cash, that I really love a tuna uh, and sweet corn baguette. That's pretty... Um, it's pretty high on the list. Uh, other than that, maybe a chicken escallop melt. Um, talk about Bowie. Oh, my God. Uh, I, uh, thoughts on avocados. Holy moly. Uh, we need a whole new show. Rob. <sighs> hey, man. I think uh, you're good for another 10 minutes because we're talking sandwiches, <laughs> fav- favorite jam. Definitely favorite jam for Ziggy. I'm going to go with uh, the Bon Mamon strawberry compote now that that's that's a delicious uh that's not even a jam it's more of a yeah it's a compote it's thicker richer with more deliciousness and it black pudding sandwiches everyone wants to talk to you you carry on i'm just going to the loo no (laughs) shit now you've done it toasty or jaffle uh a jaffle i think a girl gave me a jaffle once in when i was in the sixth form uh it's definitely not something that i ate um blueberry jam is in the s tier um love a jaffle i'm really not sure really not sure what a jaffle is uh north london is grim this time of year it is pretty grim that's why i'm getting the hell out of here 
I'm going to go tomorrow. I'm getting on a plane out of Plague Island, and my brother lives in Portugal, so I'm going to go and stay with him. Um, and we might try and find out what jaffles are. Um, what's a blozer? Oh my God, a girl gave you her jaffle. Yes. Um, <laughs> I really don't. I have thought a couple of times about streaming, and I think that it's a bad idea because I don't really have anything interesting to say. Wish a girl could give me a jaffle. Yeah, Mark, it's it's really nice. It happened on uh, a coach trip to Prague that a girl gave me a jaffle. Um, yeah, it was a wonderful time. But probably... <laughs> you don't even want to know what's been going on, Rob. I can't even... I couldn't tell you what I've just said. How are you doing? Do you want to... I don't think I've... In... I don't think I've incriminated myself or anybody Ricky, else. You can do this for a job. It's pretty fun. Just hanging out with the Twitch chat, talking all day. I don't know how you do it, man. Like, fair play. Just <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> talking about sandwiches, apparently. It's what I do as well. So, uh... <laughs> I think we need to get back on track. Right, so don't we? How many did, did we do did OCRs? We oh, my did God. Did we do OCRs? Did we fuck? Of course we didn't. We talked bollocks for 10 minutes or however long that was. <laughs> He's invited us all to Portugal. Yes! Are we all coming? Harry Gallus. How many people no, how many can you fit in the villa? There's plenty of room, actually. And there's a whole garden. For 240 but... people. All right, I'll... I'll let you know. I'll, I'll, <laughs> <laughs> I'll go first, and I'll tell you the lay of the land. All right, okay? perfect. As long as you disco in some DJ, uh, some fucking disco, I'm there. Like DJ and some hey, disco is what I'm I've in. Also, I've got I've got 120 zombies I'm taking with me to build, so everyone can help with that endeavour. Oh, like. nice. Okay, yeah, great, easy. By the way, just paint it with contrast. It's easy. Dry brush contrast. So you've got to do now. It's all I do. Um, so, oh yeah. really? Okay. Um, Anyway, that? right, let's know. talk OCR Bone Reapers. So OCR Bone Reapers weren't a huge me- uh, representation of the meta, but they did a little bit better. 48% win rate. Um, do you want to talk to me about uh, OCRs? Because you've used them a lot. <laughs> I have used them a lot. Um, OCR Bone Reapers need a new book. Um, the Petrifex is very good, but me and my fellow Nagashiites have completely skewed that. Like, I think that OBR as a book has probably somewhere in the region of about a 30% win rate if you take out Nagash and my adventures. Um, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's, it, it's been said before, and I think, so an archetype, a, a list is, is, is Nagash OBR. I think Nagash and Arkan and 40 Mortec Guard with a portal and a head is the, the list. Um, does Arkan's command ability extend the range of spell portal? Yes, it does. So it's 33-inch. Um, I play with my local meta trying to build a list with Cat Across and Big Drog. Dad poets are say, yeah, it's really tough, man. Like, that's a thousand points there. Cat Across. Cat Across needs to be better. They need to rewrite that War Scroll. I think it's got good potential. But, you know, if you want to play pure OBR without Nagash, you just walk about 50 more tech guard onto some objectives and hold on and try not to die, which is really dull. That's not a game of Warhammer, in my opinion. Um, I mean, so how dare you insult the Nurgle Battle Tome? <laughs> <laughs> how dare you say something so 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 brave, but so true? <laughs> hey, come on, Rob! We do one point five mortal wounds at the end of the uh, Battleshock phase as well. Don't it's forget. It's so much more. Oh, you don't you. realize it's going to stack up. Really, yeah, it'll it'll change. Uh, <laughs> 
someone's been on the internet this weekend. <laughs> Bloody hell. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, what do we need? We, I, I think we had relentless. We have relentless discipline points, which is like, you know, the the a beta version of um, you know what everyone else gets to do now in terms of heroes you know, command leaders giving commands to their units and all this sort of thing. Like we had all that and now we've just got a worse version of what everyone else has got. Um, yeah. Warhammer Rob, where are the more tech archers? I mean, that would be good. <sighs> I don't know. My view of OBR is completely skewed now, Rob, because I've been high on the drug that is in the gash, the Supreme overlord. Like you haven't really been playing that... OBR is what you're saying. I haven't. I haven't. No, because more, my more tech guard just stand there going, Go on, boss. You and Arkan, go and kill everything. And they tend to go and do that. It's it's a fun time, but I I don't think um, yeah uh, I, I think in a competitive environment, um, uh, OBR is pretty dead. Yeah, I think again again, <laughs> again it's an, it, ironically again, again it's an internal balance issue, right? Like where like and it's been since the book has launched. Like stalkers and a mortis guard had some very very limited play um in 2.0 but not really so that's two elite units completely out of the book you're not playing then you've got harbingers you got the the harbingers and the the, the archive basically again out of the book so you like you're like okay i've lost a lot of heavy hitters death riders are okay uh by the way lumineth realm lord players not to go back to it but if you compare dawn riders and death riders owen would you prefer dawn riders in your list or death riders uh Dawn Riders because they're cheaper. Yeah, and yeah. then Wind Chargers are in there as well, right? Like as as, a, as an option. So, but your cavalry units like meh. Like if it's anything, it's not Varangard, it's not Chaos Knights, it's not Pigs. Like it's not like you know, it's not uh, like anything. So like lots of you, uh, and then there's probably been a significant kind of drop off, unfortunately, for the crawlers as well in lots of ways. Not that I'm sad to see that happen. But ultimately, it's always been an internal balance issue right from the get-go because most of those units that I'm talking about, you didn't see feature in Age of Sigmar 2.0. So the change, like the addition change hasn't really changed it. It's just always been a poorly constructed book from the ground up. Um, uh, and so some of those war scrolls need a rewrite, not the overlapping allegiance abilities necessarily. Just they need they need some changes, not just cheaper. I said this on the Maggotkin show recently. I'd like to see war scrolls be more effective and me have to pay points for them rather than I'd like just cheap rubbish, if that makes sense. Mm. Like make make them to make whatever value two hundred points of output for Death Riders is and make Death Riders like cool as a fucking kick ass cavalry mm. unit for two hundred points. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. I think that the meta that we're now operating in means that the two things that, that OBR will always uh, would always succumb to, which is mortal wounds and shooting, like it's never been more prevalent. So, you know, you're, if you take a Gothazar Harvester to go for that grindy mid-board, you know, people can easily take a, a Harvester off the board and you've just given up a point there and 200, you know, it's, it's 200, uh, 215 for a Harvester at the moment. Mm. It's just too much. So, like, the, the world in which OBR try and, uh, you know, operate, like, minus, worsening Ren by one across the whole army is incredibly powerful mm. and brilliant. But still, um, you know, you needed Nagash in there, I think, with the reroll ones to save commandability to make stuff stick around. Um, so, yeah, uh, yeah, big, big, big changes uh, are needed, I think. And it would be nice for the true book to shine, you know, 
Catacross um, and you know all the different units. Uh, basically, it's just it's the it's the Age of Sigma 3.0 thing. Rob of spam the most efficient unit, which is more tech guard because they can reroll their saves. Yeah. So yeah. you know that's that's what we're seeing. That will always be the core, I think. But maybe some archers would be good. I do think on your point about Death Riders, without rambling too much, I've never done it, but I would love to put Levitate onto some Death Riders. <laughs> and <laughs> love that. Hear me yeah, out. Yeah. And then what, then what you do is they move 15 inches, so you can alpha strike with them. And then you can use the Death Rider wedge, which gives you a six-inch pylon, so you could fly over the top and then hit what's behind the screen. Nice. Okay. That's just a, that's just a fever dream of something I've always wanted to do. But, um, yeah, I, I don't think they... The, the army is set up to tank, and the, the, there's too much output around for it to tank and win effectively. Um, so that's why we've all been playing the gash because he tanks like a boss and kills. He does. So um, he does. Yeah, that's th- those are my thoughts. All right, good, good, good. All right, next one: uh, Disciples of Zinch. Uh, currently sat on a fifty-eight percent win rate, third most successful army in the game. Um, uh, haven't been as um, uh, represented. Uh, over the course of Age of Sigmar. They've been pretty popular. Uh, Disciples of Zinch are uh, 3.8% of the meta, so they're about, like, 10th most popular army in the game. Um, But uh, uh, unsurprisingly, of course, like, a headache in a lot of different ways. There's really been two builds. Well, three, really, if you you play around with it a little bit. Um, There's been Horror Spam, which doesn't need much going into. Pink Horrors, lots of them. Horror Spam. Uh, there has been uh, trialed, by the way, at the, by the Honest Wargamer, week one of Age of Sigma. Terrible, terrible that uh, I put that into the world. Uh, there's obviously been Zinch Archeon, uh, and then there's been the summoning variant uh, of Host Arcanum. So pretty much all Host Arcanum uh, as a sub-faction, and then the summoning version, uh, which sometimes doesn't include uh, Archeon, sometimes it does, um, but generally trying to generate a lot of summoning points. Obviously with the change in 3.0 to Chronomantic Cogs, which is a great change, so it didn't uh, necessarily buff up all the spells, the summoning variant didn't get as popular, but we've still seen uh, play in America from summoning versions of the lists overtaking Zinch Archeon, uh, and then obviously we've seen the Horror Spam list uh, do quite well everywhere um uh, i mean got any thoughts on any of those uh like those um yeah horror spam is something which i don't know i'd like to think that that's going to go away now because it was it was a couple of people were playing that list specifically working towards six nations um maybe there's some rumors in the faq about horrors getting a bit of a uh, a necessary hike so it'd be nice to see that go away per- personally because i respect the people who play that like <clears throat> my teammate simon running that it's like a it's less of a game of warhammer more of an endurance event you know rolling dice and splitting models but you know it smashes the primary and in a, i played him and i killed all of his heroes by turn three and he still won so it doesn't even need the heroes to keep the pinks and stuff alive it's just a swamp archeon rob i only see it abroad now there's one player in the uk playing zinch archeon now um, I think that the change to reroll sixes and the the amount of sentinels, salamanders, bow snakes that are around, um, I really have seen it it drop off a lot. Um, even though it's still really powerful, um, I think uh, people who have been running Archeon have been more um, uh, putting him into Slaves to Darkness. Um, but um, it's still crazy strong, right? Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, super, really, really, really strong, and it's done really well. Like in, like you say, in lots of different places. Like I just don't think many people generally took it anyway. Um, it like it required it requires you to do a lot um, early, 
and engage very early. Maybe it's the battle plan choices changing. Like, it, uh, Zin Sharkion does not favor the vice uh, because really he wants to, like, go and pin you in early. So it's hard to score mm. uh, from that particular battle plan. Um, uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe it's the reroll. So obviously we had that FAQ, like a slight balance patch where we saw uh, reroll sixes change to minus one uh, to hit once per battle instead, which, as you say, it's, it's changed his role in that Zinch Archeon list, which was to, to mitigate. Um, I would say, though, that like maybe we've seen some of those players switch over because they had the core elements of a Legion of, uh, Legion of Chaos Ascendant list from that Zinch Archeon list. Uh, and maybe mm -hmm. maybe it did it better. Maybe it did it... Uh, maybe it was uh, the same. And you're right. Archeon. But Archeon... It, th those Zinch lists were Archeon... Really, what we're talking about is Archeon, so maybe we should talk about the other archetype that we've seen from Archeon, which is Archeon with Varangard in Slaves of Darkness in Host the Everchosen Six Circle. Those are his two... It's Archeon lists, aren't they, really? Mm. They're not anything else. Those, yeah. um, those, are, those are his homes right now. Um, very fringe Blades of Corn players running him in Reapers of Vengeance, but no, it's, it's definitely... There has been a big pivot, you're right, away. You know, the, the players running Kairos... So the list in Zinch is going to be Archeon, generally Kairos, uh, Chaos Sorcerer Lord for the what used to be the full rerolls, but is now the plus one to save, and then a Lord on foot um, to give him the double activation, and then probably some Screamers, maybe 10 pinks, but you know the real summoning ones had just like um, they had 10 Kyrex, two units of three Screamers, and then a bridge um, and a portal for Kairos, obviously. Um, so, you know, hardly anything on the board. And you're 100% right. In AOS 2, it used to just be send Archeon off like a missile who would then kill some important stuff, threaten the heroes, pin you in place, and then the summoning would then come in afterwards. Um, I'm, I, I think these days the game has changed quite a bit for him, hasn't it? But he's still an absolute threat. Um, I think the reason why that was pivoting slightly, Rob, the reason why we were seeing him in Sixth Circle is because um, the strength of the Battle Regiment. Um, all A lot of these lists, Rob, we haven't really made reference to it, but looking through the list this morning, so many of these are one drops or two drops. You know, that Battle Regiment is so clutch. And that's a huge part of the Slaves to Darkness list in that they want to determine who has first turn, give away the first turn. On their turn... They roll the dice. They see if they're going to get a double. And often, a double turn from that list is enough to win you the game early doors, right? It's a, it's that crippling threat early doors. You know, you can if you know you're going to double, you push everything in, kill all the screens, and then kill all the good stuff. Yeah. Well, I, I'd um, also say one of the things that we're seeing a lot from Archeon, or not a lot from Archeon, is unlike HCMR 2.0, he has some things that he can't just lift off the board in those Mega Gargans. They're the most popular faction out there. You think, okay, like... Archeon, like, he, he does okay damage. I think, like, roughly he does, like, 24 to 30 damage. So, like, he almost kills a Mega Gargan, but he doesn't definitely kill a Mega Gargan twice, um, uh, like, in the turn. Obviously, he's got Pile and Attack twice. That, that's a lot better, uh, which is why you're probably seeing him more in Slaves to Darkness than maybe you do see him in Zinch now. Um, uh, but, yeah, like, he just doesn't have uh, necessarily the output to win that because you've got to kill three of them by turn three pretty much, mm. and he doesn't have that output. And the rest of the Zinch list doesn't have that output either. And it also can't out-score on, on objectives uh, in lots of different ways. Uh, so that's why I assume... Um, but then the Varangard, if you put the Varangard in as well, pile attack twice, sixth circle, tank them up, they will do the job. They will lift it. It feels like a direct correlation, right? Like, 
it's the it's the fact you can't kill them that's why you see it change around but we'll see um and and maybe they're good for that in some ways because otherwise he would dominate he would be everywhere archeon is so crazy good so crazy good for his mm. points um i don't think i don't think he's been nerfed enough is my point or his points are representative uh i would kind of like to see all the god characters not be able to see play um sarenthal thank you for being a first time chatter sorry sarhantai for being a first time chatter and rydro casto for resubscribing big love to you um just while we're on it the the archetype uh Varangard, baby you 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 choose your Varangard flavor. Do you want corn for mm. all of the raw output? Do you want Zinch for all the defense? And do you want Sunesh to just win the bingo? Yeah, you just ro win the lottery. You roll a load of sixes. You generate some extra hits, and you go crazy, right? Uh, so that's the kind of other thing that we're seeing. Someone in the chat mm. said that uh, Saves the Darkness really held up by Archeon. Do you think that that's the case, Owen? Uh, how do we mean held up? How would you how would you interpret that? I think I think held what they mean is is like uh, they're able to perform better at tournaments because of Archeon's inclusion. Like we've seen people play Knights of the Empty Throne, we've seen Despoilers and Ravagers lists. It's really only uh, very recently that we've seen um, a bunch of uh, battle line like. Um, uh, Warcry like cultist cultist spam, uh, cultist yeah. spam yeah. do well anywhere at all. Well, the thing is that, like, uh, you know, it goes back to the Lumineth conversation we were having earlier in that it's a bit of a no-brainer to, to plug in the 30 Sentinels. And in the same way, for me, it's a no-brainer for me to plug Nagash into OBR. And it's probably the same thing for, you know, Slaves to Darkness players. It's like, I don't know, you, you want to win the game, right? We, are, we do play to win. Um, so Archeon is the most, even... The fact that you have to put such a big supporting cast with him, I don't think that you can get that level of output and potential to win games uh, when you don't take Archeon. But maybe we're all just being lazy and we do need to dig deeper into the book. Um, I think the fact that you can plug in allies from all of the God-specific books um, and, you know, like the cultist spam list we saw was using Blood Secretor, Aspiring Deathbringer from Corn. Like, there are options there. Um, but also, Rob, it's also nice to paint one model and have a thousand points of your armor already done. It's true. Like, it's we're lazy fuckers sometimes, aren't we? Or, you know, you just want to get it on the table. So that was part of it for me, you know, um, with Nagash. It's like one big model done and then you just plug your other stuff around it. Um, the Slaves to Darkness armies are very different when you take him out, obviously, because there's not that other there's no other big monster like him you know you've got bellacore but it's a very different kind of build um it's not like you can just pivot to you know stepping down to something that's like more crusher level if you want to get the same amount of output and threat as as archeon then you have to become quite creative when you work inside that slaves book i think i don't know those are my thoughts i'm not sure if any of them no, they do, they not. do, they do. And I think everyone in the chat is kind of agreeing, right? Like, maybe it's the Sentinel conversation is that because of the poor internal balance, you talked about it a lot, you think Age of Sigmar 3 is to do with spam. I don't think it's because of the structure in way, which we build lists is a problem. I think it's because we're encouraged mm -hmm. because there's so much disparity between two units inside of a book, yeah, that we don't really, like, our other unit roles aren't necessarily 
perfectly pitched inside of books. I don't mean they're off by a small percentage and people are min-maxing to like a 0.5% degree. I'm talking <laughs> this foot unit is objectively much, much fucking worse than this odd foot unit. So you're going to take this one more times than you're going to take that one. And I think that's true of like, the for your thousand points, where can you get that? And that's what I mean about units being more effective. Like I said earlier, sorry if this becomes a bit of a rant, but like like I would like to see units, each unit be more effective and cost more points than I would then be ineffective and be cheap. Because then really mm. they're all fulfilling the same role, which is that they're a cheap screen and or cheap unit, right? Like that's their role, right? I would like them to be all more effective in a way, but cost more points. So then you end up with like each unit's got a viable opportunity to see play, which is really what we all want from the game. Because we all like mm. certain units way more like we like might like a faction but we love a unit right like we love a unit yeah yeah, yeah. like like i love like i love a doom wheel like, i love a doom wheel just love a doom wheel love a doom wheel uh, anyway uh all right so next up uh, that's uh that's them over with uh disciples is each oh, and obviously horror spam um horror spam if you don't know 60 70 horrors across the bridge moved forward uh and there have been some summoning builds in zinch where you generate a lot of fate points and then you use them to put more models on the objective again problematic to do damage which is oftentimes why especially in the past few months you've seen the ogroid thermitage put into different lists and you've seen that done because then uh, along with the change caster you've got gift of change from kairos who's a three cast wizard uh then you've got the ogroid and the change caster with two different spells meaning you could do an additional 2d6 mortal wounds so uh six plus 2d6 mortal wounds is pretty nice ultimately uh you're looking at like 13 mortal wounds at range um uh which is why like you know ability to take off quite a few things with that really um if you ping fairly high so uh, I think that that's something you might see. And maybe even double bird list is also something as well for, for that more magical gun line sort of opportunity. Uh, right, okay, next one. Uh, Owen, we have a new winner. The most, well, the highest win rate uh, army in the game has changed uh, since we got the new stats. We've just had them in. Would you like to guess okay. the the most, um, uh, uh, yeah, the highest win rate army in the game right now? It's <sighs> nothing, nothing like being put on the spot here, Rob. Hold on, I'm just going to do... Uh, it's going to be... Um, I don't know, you, you've named all the all the big bads. So is this like most... Well, we haven't, this, talked about, like... we haven't talked about the list that gets played for this army yet. Okay. Oh, man. I'm going to... People, people are throwing... Oh, yeah, there we go. Legion of the First Prince. Nailed it, chat. Nailed it, Owen. You got it. <laughs> you got it. 59%. Sons of Behemoth at a 58% win rate. They've dropped down a little bit, but Legion of the First Prince, Legion of the First Prince, sorry, sat at a 59% win rate. Now, that's really interesting, like we talked about on the show, because their meta representation is actually pretty low. Uh, Legion of the First Prince as a list is, Legion of the First Prince, 65, is 2.1% of the meta. The only armies that aren't taken as them as much are Cruel Boys, Flesh Eater Courts, Beast of Chaos, He Knights of Sash, Big War, and Bone Splitters. Uh, so <laughs> three of those are from one book, by the way. <laughs> El illustrious company, <laughs> eh, Rob? Illustrious company. Illustrious company. Uh, so they're at a 59% win rate currently. Uh, Legion of Chaos Ascendant, or Legion of the First Prince, as you may also know them as well. Legion of the First Prince. Uh, and they have a list. I mean, although the internet tells me there are several lists, but they have a list, right? 
Yeah, I mean, I think people have moved around a little bit with it, but the, the sort of classic list, um, let me just bring it up here, actually. It tends to be Kairos, Fate Weaver, uh, Slaves to Darkness, Demon Prince with the Mark of Corn, um, And then you'll have, those are the two key pieces in there, really. Uh, Kairos, and then people are loving the Boom Thurster, Rob. The, the Blood Thurster of Insensate Rage has been popping up a little bit. Yep. Um, and then... Bellacore, of course, and then a combination of pinks and plague bearers, potentially with uh, always with a spell portal for Kairos, because that's how he comes. Um, but then life swarm and maybe even bridge, um, and the lovely little pick of the uh, contorted epitome with the fourfold blade that tends to find its way in there. Can I just make a point on that, yeah, by the sure. way, Rob? Okay, just put it out there for all players, because I know that some people have been playing it wrong. Yeah. The four, like, Flaming Weapon does not add plus one to the Mortal Wounds on the fourfold blade. Yeah, okay? it's plus one damage, not, not plus one Mortal Wound. Plus one, exactly, it's plus one damage on the profile. So uh, all those people doing D3 plus one Mortal Wounds, you're wrong, and I abhor Who's it. Who's doing that? You're wrong, wrong, wrong. Uh, I've heard stories. Idiots. I, <laughs> okay. <you know. laughs> Someone at so home, like, doesn't... reading the paper as they're listening. Does he mean me? They're like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, you. With your... 20 more wounds from a little foot here. Um, anyway, um, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, um, uh, I think the combination, uh, it, it does brilliantly into melee armies, right? You know, it doesn't do great into shooting, um, but against, you know, even Iron Jaws or people with insane movement, um, the combination of, it's, it's the only control army in the game, isn't it, Rob? And it's good to see. Outside of, horror spam which controls the objective just by being there this you know um i think the combination of kairos being able to use his gift gift of the oracle or whatever it's called to change the dice to deny a clutch charge or something but redeploy and the demon prince ability so blood slick ground halving charges and runs being able to then move away um so strong and then the summoning you know I'll just have 25 wounds a turn, please, because I rolled a 10 on 3d6. Seems perfectly fair, right, Rob? It does. It does. I mean, like, so it's interesting, actually, because the list changes significantly no matter what happens in the FAQ. Plague Bearers being, well, no, a little bit, maybe. Plague Bearers being Battleline is the key part. But now, as allies, they're much worse because they don't get disgusting resilience when they're allies because it's a battle trait now for Nurgle. So your likelihood to see a lot of Nurgle units taken in Legion of the First Prince is already drastically reduced because now they're not going to get a five-up ward in addition, which is pretty massive. Um, so you might not see Plague Bearers move in there as well, although 150 points for 20 wounds isn't bad, um, but they're not as survivable. Pink Horrors, if they do get a points change at all, uh, will change that up a little bit. Um, but Kairos... Uh, going up in some points would be nice, I think, uh, overall. Uh, but yeah, Legion of the First Prince, the most powerful army, but not played. Uh, not played. They end it. They scraped it through. I'm just going to very quickly show for everyone at home uh, the rise of Legion of the First Prince. I'm going to compare it to the second place losers. Uh, and that will be um, the uh, Sons of Behemoth. So you guys will be able to see this on the screen in a small moment. Uh, just for you guys there, you can see. Um, uh, one one thing to note, sorry, Rob, while you get that up, is um, 
uh, plague bearers will often have, well, not often, but there's a scenario whereby, you know, they create this ball of death with their characters, you know, Bellacor, Kairos, and the prince. And then one of them's got the ruinous aura. So wholly within eight inches, you get your five ward. Up ward. Yeah. So, so actually, you might see plague bearers you know, come back. Yeah, I mean, I think, is it, are they 100 and, how much 150 are they? 150 points, points for 10. Two wounds apiece. It's good. It's good, yeah. It's good. It's good. I mean, with an army that's all based around board control. And also, when they're now rolling that 3d6, there's actually a um, a conversation to be had about whether you put the pinks down or you put down the plate bearers. Um, yeah, because they've got a bigger footprint, haven't they? 10, 10 plate bearers. So it's 20 wounds now rather than 25 on the on the horrors of Zinch. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, being able to draw stuff in from all of the books and the demons, you know, you don't, even things like screamers are excellent, aren't they? Um, you don't really see those very often. I think there's, the, it has settled down to the the list, as it were. But um, uh, I think there's still room f- to see differing, uh, you know, differing builds as different books come out. Um, a lot of people are talking about the Great Unclean one, Rob, with the fourfold blade on his nerdlings, which is just, just a meme. It's, I know. Just a meme. It's it's um it's great. It's going to last for about a month, and then they're going to FAQ it out. It's not going to do. Um, I don't care because... that you can do five d three mortal wounds as you charge into like literally nothing. I give a fuck about like <laughs> it's <fun>. like <laughs> whoa! You're going to charge my screen? Oh no, danger! You spent six hundred points plus a caster plus the bridge to make my 10 skinks die what a fucking legend uh right look look at the stats um uh, here for you guys so um how did the sons of behemoth end up not being the winning faction they came in second place second place at the end of age of sigma 3.0 and uh that's because of the legion of chaos ascendant you gotta say um you gotta say that uh it has got something to do with that because bellicor's ability to shut down a battle tactic pretty massive against sons of behemoth um mm. also the ability of kairos to stop them doing a charge also uh really good as well so uh legion of chaos ascendant up to a 70 percent win rate in december owen uh they were sat at um uh 54 win rate in november and 59 percent in october so november they dropped a little bit um uh, pretty high, and then as you can see, they've uh, they've dominated uh, massively uh, in uh, December. Uh, whereas Sons of Behemoth, this is the least they've been played actually since July, um, with the most uh, Sons of Behemoth were played uh, was in October, um, and then uh, they've played they've been played the least at the moment. So maybe everyone finally has moved away um, from uh, Sons of Behemoth in the later months. It's because it's really fucking dull, right? <laughs> correct correct um but no more seriously uh thinking about the kind of armies that have come in and like basically it's no secret that people destruction players pivoting from war babies have maybe moved to iron jaws and um i I think that um you know kairos and bellacor and legion of kersent or legion of the first prince they they like that matchup right let's play some orcs Come and get bogged down and I'll zap you with mortal wounds and stop you charging. And, you know, like we didn't even talk about Bellacor's Dark Master ability, you know, being able to potentially shut down a... Because these IJ lists aren't necessarily very low drop. So you can give them, you know, you can manufacture a scenario whereby the key um, Mega Boss and more Crusher is sat twiddling his thumbs for, for two turns by, you know, winning prior and giving it away and keeping him Bellacord. Um, so yeah, I, I can see why they've been doing well in the new, I don't really, yeah, uh, uh, 
long strikes do a number on megas that's true yeah the new stuff that's come in is but long strikes do a, a number on legion of the first prince as well rob you know they can definitely and into, pick and into off. iron jaws as well but bellicor's dark master ability works quite nicely on long strikes right yeah yeah yeah, yeah um, i don't think long strikes uh like have affected uh the megas at all their output's good but not like outrageous um i would say that like they're better into iron jewels better than they're, they're better into anything else because you just take off the you mm. take off the crusher you like i keep looking at war scrolls now and i'm like like i keep looking at whole armies and be like I want plus one to hit on all of my units. Like, having played Iron Jaws one time, yeah? <laughs> You've been spoiled, yeah. Rob. You've been spoiled. Every time. I look at your war score yeah. and I'm like, yeah, but you can only get plus one, plus one to hit once. I'm like, why play this rubbish army? Um, uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, good. Right, let's just see what else we might not have covered. Just want to make sure we've uh, we've we've got them all. Uh, one second, one second, one second. Um, all of the different factions. Uh, oh, dear me. We could talk about those fishy fellows, couldn't we? The Eidneth Deepkin. Uh, yes, sure. Deepkin. That, that flavour of elves. Yeah. Um, coming into the edition, I thought that they were dead in the water. <laughs> nice, oh, nice. Should we stop no, the No, we're screen? done. We're no. done. No. Uh, okay, fine. Please donate, um, please donate five pounds for Owen's joke. Uh <laughs> Zing indeed. Um, so, because of the fact that their, you know, like their output is not as, you know, not as prodigious as it used to be um, in terms of, you know, like, do you remember when their zaps used to be the scariest thing in the game? Like the the Morsar guard zap used to be a menace. Did. Whereas, did. Um, so anyway, we came in and I, and I you know, the old uh, eel spam and stuff you know wasn't really working you know they're four wound models they only count as one on objectives it's very elite the boards are smaller you know you can screen them out a little bit easier um but people have been finding ways to make it work right and it tends to fall down on the um the sharks the shark meta continued uh, you know unabated so you know uh, taking from three to seven sharks in a list um, and then um, the, the Ginger Missile found a home in uh, in those Deepkin lists quite a bit, didn't he? Um, I think at one of the Bobos, Dan did really well with with uh, Iron Rack, um, uh, Ibneth with with Gottrek in there. Um, yeah, uh, you know, tends to be uh, three by three ish laying loads of sharks, an idle on, um, maybe a, 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 a king, and then and then plug in. Gottrek. That 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 tended to be where it was. They needed Gottrek to give them that that real punch. I don't think they've got a punch unit like that. Even the Eidolon. People talk about the Eidolon with flaming weapon aspect to the C, the combat E1, he was quite nice. But um certainly a three two four one kind of army. Played played well. Um I I think it needs to be played well. You don't just put it on the table and, and do your thing, do you? You need to you know. No, and if anything, and if anything, one of the one of the key units or one of the key books to kind of counter some of the shooting that you might necessarily see, um, uh, mm -hmm. like which is why I think a lot of people like seeing it. If they get the right matchups, they go into the right pairings. Uh, I think that they can do a really good job um, of fighting. I think maybe what's interesting about them is uh, thank you to Gobble Obsters uh, for subscribing for the first time. Yes, welcome to the gang. Um, I think one of the interesting things is you know you. Uh, you do quite well into the shooting, but you probably struggle into the gargs, right? Because you don't necessarily lift them up, uh, which is the major mm. issue. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, but we've seen, like, the archetype be uh, at least in some Eidolons, uh, the turtle, and then some other stuff. Obviously, we've seen a bunch of people talking about Shark. Shark, the Eidoneth book itself is a really good indication, uh, sorry, really good example of what we were talking about with Seraphon and Lumineth earlier, where actually you took away the very obvious choice, and maybe true for Slaves to Darkness as well. Now we've touched on it, you take away the obvious choice in the Archeon or, you know, your Sentinels or whatever, and then maybe you actually start to explore the book a lot. Uh, the big problem is, is probably, like, the production time. Like, we're seeing, like, looking at those kind of timeline stats, it does look like there's, like, a two to three month kind of variance in the ability to like really start to design lists to work against stuff and it really really also a lot of that comes down to the fact that the sub factions are quite wide in the 2.0 books but the sub factions mm. are not as variable in the 3.0 books so going forward um it's going to be so important that those war scrolls actually are more effective per war scroll each war scroll is more effective otherwise if there's a problem it's going to be very hard to, to, to produce into an, an answer, like we've seen with Thunder Lizard, like we've seen with Legion of the First Prince, uh, like we've seen, um, uh, like those sorts of ways. They, they found ways to deal with Gargant, they found ways maybe to deal with Iron Jaws. Um, uh, Ideneth were those kind of, they're, they're, they're our way of dealing with shooting, I guess, uh, mm. and they know their place now, which is nice. And like you say, three, two, four, one feels okay. Yeah, yeah. I think they do struggle for high rend and um, not a huge amount of mortals, which is obviously two things that you need to, to survive. So I think perhaps the speed um, and, and the, the shooting, like the shooting from, you know, five sharks and a Leviadon is not to be underestimated. Um, but yeah, it's... Yeah, I think they're in an okay spot. Um, I think people still enjoy playing the army because with that amount of speed, you can always, um, you know... Uh, you can you always have an opportunity to stay in on the primary, which is important. Um, it's just the, the the battle tactics that perhaps they struggle with the killing battle tactics sometimes. Um, but I, I'm not an aficionado. <laughs> oh, God, I mean. <laughs> you should be with jokes like that. You should be right. Um. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I think Owen. Um, uh, w there's a couple left. There's only two left, I think. There's Cities of Sigmar. Mm. Is, uh, okay. so the archetypes from Cities of Sigmar, um, doesn't feel like, uh, it's particularly broad. Uh, it does feel like it's, uh, focused a lot around Iron Drakes and Phoenix Guard, as it always has done. Mm -hmm. Um, but Hurricanum. Hurricanum. But I feel like we're going to see an uptick in Living Cities, um, Formulator lists. Yes, yes. And the key thing with that is because you can't redeploy away from their movement. So the <laughs> Living Cities halfling lists. Okay, I want to see it, Stephen. Be, be the change. Um, but no, so yeah, you're right. Full, we saw Mark, didn't we, last weekend at Blackout? One, uh, the, uh, a Living City list one. Basically, fulminators are the new filth, and because you can plug them in, and they can, you can't redeploy against their shooting phase move. It's incredibly strong, so they've got the delivery method, um, and obviously, you've got, you know, lots of players taking variants. It does make me happy that Dark Riders are popping up because I think they're really good. But anyway, we can move on from that. But also, there was the Protector Bomb that we saw Colin play at Six Nations. I think that's a, a legit strat as well. You know those. That, that that ten protectors in the middle of the board and and then um, uh, bridging around Iron Drakes, Johnny Ghost Pants and friends. Mm -hmm. um, 
uh, tends to be Living City or Hallow Heart. Hallow Heart to guarantee the, um, the bridge. You know, the, yeah, the bridge and the magic. Um, but yeah, it's got its limitations, definitely. And and there's really bad internal balance on that book, isn't there, Rob? They do need to, you know, <laughs> may, need to make things other than Phoenix Guard an attractive proposition. It's just. Yeah. Yeah, like what are the what are the point of them basically like you know um but anyway uh that's that's neither here nor there um uh so yes i think that that's basically everything now if we haven't mentioned a faction um and let me just double check and make sure uh the meta there's one rob there's one little outlier but ogres? it's more just a, a, a couple of players we've got ogres and probably sylvaneth nah you know Sil like it's just matt in fact actually do you want a really interesting fact about um sylvaneth so Matt Mallow stopped playing them, right? Oh my god! Just do you want to, do you want to, know, do you want to know how this goes? I'll show you. So it goes down. Doesn't it goes. It? So so when did Matt Mallow stop playing Silverneth? October. Mm, yeah, something so like that. So it was fifty yeah. percent win rate in July, forty-four percent win rate in August. I'll show you guys. Yeah, fifty-one percent in September, October forty-five percent, September sorry November thirty-six percent, December thirty-seven percent, like worse not better um is the point a one man one man holdeth up ye whole faction uh basically um but sure yeah it was what was it it just spammed some spells through the spell portal and whatever math mallow yeah. did now it's null root null root with a warsong revenant doing the bomb um with some with a lariel and six bow hunters to continue picking stuff up um yeah so it's it, it either wins big or it loses big um yeah that's imagine one guy holding up a whole faction of stats here and yeah i feel like atlas yeah um sometimes <laughs> but <laughs> um but ogres why did we not talk about ogres good old ogres good old honest ogres eh, all right Rob? good old Apart honest from that time where they when they took metal cruncher across the board eh Fuck those guys. Uh, ogres uh, getting worse as time goes on because the natural predators to mega gargants and the natural like are also natural predators to the more tribes, right? Yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. However, however, um, that said, so what archetypes do we see? So basically, it's a frostlord and stonehorn. Uh, maybe it's another one, and then it's some stonehorn beast riders, and that's your list. And some, it's always got Hrokrothon, uh and his crew. Yes. Uh, or, or Mr. Um, what's that called? Mr. Savage Spearhead himself. I bet that's all emblazoned. He's got a little badge. Because <laughs> you know him and his lads are two separate units. Yeah. You just go, Savage Spearhead. That's a battle tactic. That's a battle tactic. Uh, the um, the important point to know is that hasn't changed since Age of Sigmar 2.0 as a list. Um, uh, it's still just because the rest of the book is, again, terrible internal balance and pointed badly in addition. However, Owen, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the American meta in this particular situation. So yes, the factions are the faction is doing worse over time. Uh, it's now ended up at a 46 and 40% win rate in December with 46 in November. The highest it got was in August at 53%. But I would think the natural predators to Mega Gargants also affecting these guys. However, in America, it, it does seem like four iron blasters in underguts with lead belchers are doing well they've placed 4-1 several times so several is not correct three times but i would be remiss if i didn't mention it they're also an archetype they're also mm. an archetype so uh, not as popular like 
a th- thin end of the wedge. Uh, it's like, it's, you know, it's a 90-10% split, but they're doing well. I don't, don't okay. know what you wanted to say about that. Literally no words. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, cool. I mean, I played you on TTS and you had three Iron Blasters and it was hot shit. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> so I don't know what they're doing out there. I know they've got a gruesome trophy rack and they can make it plus one to hit. But come on. Come on. Maybe the guy had a really cool big It was big two different on. people, Owen. Wow, okay. Okay. Different parts okay. of the world, of the, of the again, specifically the USA is very important. I'll point that out. Um, and that's the problem I didn't... T- Although, hold on. Have I ever... Have you, I've never seen an Iron Blaster in the flesh. Have yes. You? I own... In the I wild. Three, oh, I own three. You own three? All right. So you've been, you know, taking notes here yeah, over the last few weeks. <laughs> or did you have these uh, Did you have these before? I need to know, Rob. Uh, I, I had these already. I'm a big Ogres fan. I'm a big Ogres fan. Yeah. When I talk about, like, when, like, you'll know I really like a unit if I really call it shit. If I'm like, I'm yeah. like Gluttons. Fucking Gluttons. I'll go on like a 10 minute about Gluttons, right? All day long because I love Gluttons. I really want them to be good. Mm. I really want them to be good. Whereas Zangor, don't care that they're rubbish. Whatever. Whatever. Okay. Have you got Zangor? Have you nah, got Zangor? That's the point. Don't care. Uh, nice. Don't care. How many gluttons have you got? Like, I mean, I've got a 3D printer and a lot of resin. <laughs> I've got as many gluttons as I need. Oh, wow. yeah, look at these pirate gluttons that I could take. Yes. <laughs> gluttons for punishment, more yeah. like. <laughs> uh, um. Yeah, it would be. Wouldn't it be nice if the the what do they used to call them? What's the the sort of uh, the gutbuster side of of ogres had some play? Yeah. Because you know, I know that making eighteen gluttons battle shock immune sounds really really does it, good. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Ogre players seem to fucking love it though. It's like <laughs> no, see all don't. these guys. They like they like to talk about what they do is they go to the tournament, they move all their stone horns around, they charge them stuff, and then they go home. And then in the ogre group, they're like, "Hey, wouldn't it be cool if we had loads of gluttons?" Though they're like, "It fucking would! It fucking would! <laughs> fucking what are you playing this weekend? Loads of stone horns, but it would it be works. good." <laughs> <laughs> it's like me and all my uh, Sylvaneth players when we talk about how we really want to play dryads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Dryad's a great kind of. Are you running any? Yeah. No, I'm not running any. No, no, no. not not this weekend. <laughs> but I got another. To- I got another tournament next weekend, and I have got a hundred Dryads. So... I'm ready to go. Yeah. yeah. The meta, the meta just needs to catch up. <laughs> um, Dryads. Yeah. Um, so if we didn't, uh, what do we think? Gluttons need to be good. I mean, it would be nice if they could fight from two ranks. That would be a great start. Like that would just be a, like an amazing start for that unit. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Grunton's really that great. Also, no, thanks for the poll in the chat. Um, uh, yeah. So if we haven't mentioned one of your factions, it's because really it just didn't have an effect on the meta. It's that simple. Right? And I know that there's some significant ones in there uh, that we haven't mentioned, for instance. We talked about Safe to Darkness already, which is good. Uh, we haven't talked about Nighthaunt, like, or whatever. Um, like, they weren't in there, so who cares? Magikin just got a new book, and their old book did okay. Um, so not really worth talking about. Um, uh, Cruel Boys had no effect on the meta. Uh, KO, 
really had very little effect on the meta. Like, uh, they didn't gatekeep or do anything particularly interesting. Uh, Sinesh, again, uh, Bill is just hilarious. Uh, Gloomstrike Gits, one of the saddest stories of all time. Please eat a mushroom in sadness. Fire Slayers, it's just her, the car berserkers. I don't have to say anything about that. Flesh Eater Courts, again, no real impact, obviously, unless you're Bill. Um, uh, and that's it. Yeah. Like, oh, Blade Blades Blades of, of Corn. Sorry. Blades of Corn. Sorry. Jesus Christ. I mean, it's okay to not talk about them in the meta, but we've got to at least mention uh, yeah, them. Yeah, okay. Right? Blades of Corn were also there. Like, they weren't even in the fight. Yeah. Like, it's like it's like no. there was like a riot, yeah? And the, like a protest, a counter-protest, and everyone was fighting, yeah? Mm. And then, like, Blades of Corn were the people videoing the fight. They were like, we're here. Yeah, and, and collecting all the skulls at the end, you know? They didn't actually cleave them off anyone's heads they just uh went around and yeah they filmed everything so they could show the god they gathered up a, a couple of cups of blood and some skulls and then they totted off like yeah we got this boss yeah like, and, and, and what, it, right scraps from the table is i would like all of those factions to see play i want everyone like i want corn to be in there right like i want it all to be there i want you guys to know i'm just basically taking the information and presenting it and if it's like it's i'm not talking about like i'm not talking about if it's not there like they don't do like the they don't do the fucking uh what is it the um uh the marathons you know you do the marathons and they put it on the telly and you're watching it and then there's that guy at the front mm. who's like smash that in two hours they don't stay for another four hours and then the guy that's dressed as Big Ben at the back they're like here he comes Jimmy he's never ran a race here he is <laughs> like they don't stay for that and nor will we right. <laughs> Owen, what are you doing for Christmas? What are you doing for Christmas? What aren't I doing for Christmas? Woo! Woo! Um, no, I'm going to go and see my family in Portugal, okay, which great. is going to be great. Uh, going to do some snowboarding in the mountains, hopefully, oh, all being well. Uh, um, and then delaying my return to the UK for as long as possible. That's, that's, that's nice. Christmas for me. Um, going to try and do that anyway. But... Um, my brother's got good internet, so we can do oh, this again. Oh, boy. Okay, yeah. excellent. Do you want to do a Christmas? So just for everyone to know, we're definitely live over Christmas. I haven't quite worked out the schedule yet, but Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and Boxing Day, the Honest War Game will be live like we were live last year. Will it be as long as last year? Maybe not, uh, because unlike last year, I do have a partner now, uh, and she might be livid um, if I uh, don't chop up a potato or whatever else you meant to do. I don't know what you meant to do, I guess. Um, but we're, uh, like, you meant to do some work in the house, I guess. Uh, like, I, yes. was, I was like, should we get a curry? Like, no, I'll not get a curry. But I, but I will be live for those three days. Uh, so we're going to be live all this week. So Monday through to, because Boxing Day is Monday, right? Uh, you tell me, man. I've yeah, got okay, Scooby Doo. Fine. Um, uh, but. Is it? Yeah, no, it might be. Hold on. Let's just check, shall we? I've got a calendar. Uh, ba, ba, ba. This is great telly yeah, as usual, it. isn't it, Rob? When's, when's, when's Boxing Day, everyone? Here we go. Uh, it's Boxing Day is on Sunday. Uh, Boxing Day is Sunday. Oh, nice. We're going to be live all week. We'll be back on Monday. So we'll be live all week for you guys, if you guys are excited about that. Uh, Owen, um, I hopefully will call you in. That would be a nice little treat for us all if we get the opportunity. I would love to. It was we had a great time last time. We came up with some funny of the year awards, but um, yeah, no. So I'm going to pack all my stuff up now and run away. Um, thanks though for this year to everyone. I've had a lot, a great laugh uh, on the show. 
hasn't been the best of years, but these Mondays have been um, have been fun. So uh, more of those yeah. next year. Loads, yeah, more, loads more fun. I'm really hyped for 2022. Really hyped. Well, like probably only February, March onwards when we get out of our houses again. But I'm excited for that time. It's going to be really fun. Uh, can we all thank Owen? Uh, if you're watching this back on YouTube or listen to it as a podcast, please also thank Owen uh, by yeah, fire. Yeah, please do. Uh, leave some comments. Uh, Press the like button because it helps us. Um, leave a YouTube review, a podcast review, any of those things. Uh, and if you are one of the Twitch chat, obviously you're fantastic. Uh, so thanks everyone for tuning in. There will be another show where I go through the detailed stats uh, again. So there'll be a follow-up show to this. So thank you to him for this.